0: what's up bikers i'm robert and this is the biker bar podcast live stream never gets old apparently i say that a lot somebody sent me a letter and that was like one of the things that they included in there never gets old saying that it doesn't episode 117 today we have matt dennison i hope i said his last name right you think i would like check how to say these things first but you know We'll just go with, I make it up as I go, sort of like whenever I talk to Heather Munaviv, I just add extra syllables in her name every time I say it. It doesn't matter. Episode 117, so Mahalo my dude. We'll talk to him about what they did to get started and how they got to where they're at and where they're going. But before that, let's do do the usuals at the beginning. I am really wanting my support for these channels to be 100% from, you guys and just like whatever the ad revenue is from youtube so if you guys could swing by patreon and help me out there that would be rad because i every time i talk to a company and i'm like thinking about pulling the trigger on getting a sponsorship i just don't i just don't want to do it i really don't i feel like i'd rather have 100 percent freedom to do whatever i want and say whatever i want and um wear whatever i want you know what all of those things ride whatever, whatever it is. And I can do that with you guys supporting me. So please do me a favor, swing by Patreon. You can do it as little as a buck. And for that dollar, you can get access to coupons that I've set up for other people that have been on the, sh- from other people that have been on the show. And, uh, or you could just be happy that you're putting beer in the fridge or buying camera gears or batteries or whatever it is that I need to keep this thing going. So I'd appreciate that. If you want to do something for free, that helps, helps me out. Swing by Facebook or Instagram. Give me a follow over there. If you haven't already, give them the thumbs up or the subscribe to the channel. Do that. There's two channels. If you don't know about the biker channel swing by there, subscribe to that one too. It's just clicking buttons, man. It doesn't cost you anything. And what's it do? Like the worst thing is you get a notification whenever I'm doing something. So that would be weird. Anyways, let's go ahead and bring our guest back on and on for the first time for you guys. So,
1: hey Matt, how's it going? Hey, you pronounced my (laughs) my last name wrong, dude. I did. Yeah, it's Donaldson. Are you serious? No, no. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty phonetic name. I mean, it's hard to mess my name up, I feel like. Yeah, you never know, though, right? You know, <laughs> it has, uh, my last name has Icelandic roots. It's originally spelled uh, D-I-N-U-S-O-N with an accent in there. It's uh, Denuson, I think. And it's Icelandic. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm sure that's pretty like, that's pretty cool to have now. And yeah, everybody's like, go viking right like
1: bahala <laughs> yeah i would re- it's like a dream of mine to go meet my viking relatives on like a bike packing trip or something in iceland oh no go, like so sick sit down with uh other denizens or denusens. yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> did you um did you watch that
1: show vikings no no
0: oh man it was really good i started watching there's a new one out too that's like the viking bahala so it's like the couple hundred years later one on netflix and i got sucked right back into it. It this this
1: cool. is a history show uh, the original one's
0: on history channel and then the second one i think is just net, a netflix production but okay but they, they're like sort of historically accurate sort of not you know what i mean yep but
1: um they they were, no, they're up big, in all
0: the right spots yeah yeah they're pretty good shows though I man super fun you might I learn I really
1: this. quickly that i i uh i tend to be the one that has never seen something Oh yeah, you know, I haven't seen that movie. I've seen that show. I like spend all my time working, and, like it's yeah. rare that I sit down and watch something. But uh, yeah, I I
0: don't know honestly where I find the time to watch the stuff that I do watch. I think it's probably because I I um I don't sleep a lot.
1: Like I think <laughs> yeah. like
0: I'm one of those people
1: that sleeps like six hours. I'm like, man, that was awesome. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And when yeah. I when I do actually end up sitting down and watch this, something, it's like i'm like why did i choose to watch that like last night i actually did watch a entire show entire series with my girlfriend brooke and uh we we watched bad vegan oh I don't know dude if you... <laughs> i've been watching that what do you think <laughs> uh it, 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 it it's funny it's one of those classic netflix shows where like in the first episode it's an hour long by the end of it you still have no idea what the plot is but they like they hook you to watch the yeah. second one you're like oh god okay well i might as well watch the second one to find out what this is about right <laughs> so they had me hooked they had me hooked hard
0: i didn't finish it yet but i think i was like somewhere in the middle of the third episode okay and uh, to me man i don't know how it all plays out but i really question if that girl was like as yeah. in the dark as she p- Pretends yeah, to be, yeah. you know.
1: I mean, her texts and tw- tweets back in like 2011 were kind of sus. They were like, "Yeah, she was." I don't know. Yeah, yeah. she's a bit of a strange cookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely like th- I, I feel like Netflix
0: has got it pinned on like how to come up with these stories that are just interesting enough to keep you watching. You know what I mean? Where like, I'd, just, I'd love to see their their process of like how they choose. You know what I mean?
1: yeah i think that um well i mean you gotta have a dedicated filmmaker who's gonna go that far to like do all those interviews put yeah. all the edits together like that's a lot of work you have to have a really committed person there and probably some yeah. money exchanging pockets too you know hey, <laughs> yeah yeah right. I'm, uh, I'm gonna pickle I'll scratch my back i'll scratch yours right right um but uh i think that on netflix you have to actually well what i've heard is that you have to make your thing and then you sell it so Maybe that's not the case uh, every time but you have to take the risk of actually already producing your thing and then oh, go and like um pitch it
0: so it's not like you go
1: go to them with a
0: pilot you're like hey here's the show we recorded it maybe so i've heard i mean it's yeah, probably you know, been a
1: different story for different people but yeah
0: yeah 100 percent. well and it's like it's also like i mean you sit here and you're like man they come out with all these like bangers of a show but there's a boatload of content on there that they've produced that you're like, next, next. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, Tons.
1: Some yeah, for everybody yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mountain biking crazy. stuff? I don't know. Any yeah. mountain biking on uh on Netflix? I think no. Oh, there's a. I think
0: uh, uh, what's it called? Probably some of the bigger documentaries, like Ride the Divide or something like that.
1: Oh, uh, there is there is a film that I watch. It'll come to me. Yeah. I think yeah. On Netflix so while, while you're thinking about that how'd you get into this filmmaking thing well accomplice that's a movie Was it accomplice so i'll uh, have to look it up jeremy grant's okay. uh film it's uh it's pretty solid was it good yeah it was great it was great my favorite parts of the movie were uh dog seg- segment where they got like slow-mo shots of the dog like scrubbing the ground you know oh, yeah. chasing the rider behind and then uh paul bass paul bass um i don't know if you're familiar with him he's a uh, he crashed it, uh, years ago at Red Bull Rampage and became uh-huh. um, para, 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 paraplegic for uh-huh. some amount of time. Now he's back on the bike, and they had a super inspiring segment of him oh, wow. ripping, know, right and on. it was awesome. Yeah. Oh,
0: right! I have to check it out then. So it's like yeah. a ride video. It's not like a like a movie kind of thing.
1: Uh, it's a it's a movie. You know, it's like yeah. a yeah, it's a classic mountain bike movie. Right on! Yeah, yeah. what's the name again? Accomplice. Accomplice. I will
0: have to check it out yeah check it out so so uh back to the question How, yeah. how'd you get started with this man <laughs> with what <laughs> it's like making videos like what, what where did it
1: come from like was it something you started
0: as a kid or
1: um yeah uh it, it was like a high school thing um first film i ever made was probably like a stop motion. Um, little video uh-huh. stop motions like you take a pic like with well i was using lego figures you take a picture and then you move it a little bit you take another picture right. you move it a little bit and that's like well animating yeah that was like my first little um window into filmmaking when i was in like grade nine or something like that <laughs> and that was just fun it would it. be fun i don't know i was always like super creative i just like to make stuff like yeah. i used to make like bike ramps out of popsicle sticks and uh uh make like the like crankworks um like the crankworks joyride course like features of popsicle sticks i loved lego i would i loved anything i loved anything adhesive like glue glue Mm -hmm. guns scotch tape yeah uh i just love to make stuff with my hands and then you know computers became a part of my life and and uh it was like oh you can make stuff on computers too so i you know i like photoshop and and ms paint and like videos is another frontier that i had to I had to challenge and um yeah that was like my first little instance and i think in high school later on like we had to make a, everybody has to make like a shakespeare project it's a classic mm-hmm. and i had to do like a hamlet hamlet parody and i did the office i was like was a kind of a you know class clown shouting out shit during class like to be <laughs> a funny guy like borderline annoying probably sure. not borderline way past the border annoying to many many people just try to be a funny guy and then like yeah i got pretty into making that film for class for english class and then um and my dad got it like my dad um is mountain biker himself um and so was my brother at the time and my dad would just want to capture us with in photos Uh and then eventually you know in with the the buzz of digital cameras video became a thing so he had to get a video camera and that led to a helmet camera which was not like a helmet cam which was not a gopro it was like a little lipstick cam just like a a little tube of chapstick Uh that's wired down into your back and then in the backpack you got the whole camcorder and uh yeah that was another little like video thing that was exciting and then um yeah, I get. I got really into the video and wanted to make my own, like, edits with this. My dad would film me. I'd mm-hmm. be super, like, annoying. Like, film me, film me, film me. And then he would show me the shot. And if it wasn't good enough, I'd get pissed. And he'd get pissed at me. <laughs> so my perfectionism was already, like... <laughs> it was already coming out. Already firing. And, uh, yeah, and then eventually, uh, you know, being just avid mountain biker, dirt jumper, um, went to one of the dirt jump parks here in... Um, on the west coast canada and uh and i met my friend jason and his friends and they were making uh a, a like a their first like full-length film and jason mm-hmm. had his own camera and i was like oh this is cool friends with another camera and they actually own a camera and i just yeah. became friends with them and it just became a thing where it's like he passed the camera on okay you go okay i'll hold it now you go you go and yeah yeah we're making videos and then and yeah, it's then really interesting. eventually like you know where i live it's super in vancouver super rainy super moist we had some jumps in my backyard but in the winter it was way too wet to ride them so we couldn't film so we we're kind of bored and we we're like why don't we make comedy videos mm-hmm. um jason and i both being that same kind of type to like just make jokes and you know class clowns right right and we we're like let's make a comedy so we made uh, our first i fucking hate that video can we swear on this mm-hmm. program yeah, you can, you can do whatever the fuck you want at the bar. Fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good, uh, I fucking hate that. And yeah. uh, that was the first little comedy video. Fast forward, I got a job making films full time for nsmb.com. And oh. uh, I would just make like mountain bike videos. And, but I still had my YouTube channel at the time with Jason. And at a certain point, I asked my boss, Cam, if I could uh, try to make like a funny mountain bike video and put it on my YouTube, but put his logos on it and just, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of kill two birds with one stone. I'm, yeah. I'm working for Cam, getting my paycheck, but I'm also populating my YouTube channel. Right. And that was like the first, like, kind of funny mountain bike video that we ever posted. I think that was probably how to be a mountain biker back in like 2011, 2012 or something like that. That one took off too, man. And that's the short condensed version of a long story. Yeah, yeah. You 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 went through it all. I was I was
0: getting <laughs> kind of started, but hey man, freaking you start firing, I'm just gonna let you do it. I've it many times. So so like uh, do you still have video of that
1: Hamlet? Hmm. Good question. I think I do. I think it's on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I should,
0: yeah. Down- I
1: should download all that Facebook stuff because I'd like to delete my Facebook entirely. Yeah, you're over. Just the just what, what aspect of it you don't like. Uh, I just don't use it. I, I And I just feel like uh, over the years, I added so many random friends that I don't know that I just feel like there's too many people I can see stuff. And yeah. I just, I just don't use it. So there's a lot of data out there, yeah. like photos of me. And like, yeah. I've had friends, you know, they find themselves into trouble. And then all of a sudden, the government seizes their Facebook, you know, right. it's like, it's evidence. I don't know <laughs> what I'm, I might do in the future, but... <laughs> that hammer video you. is going to be prime evidence it's
0: definitely probably <laughs> something that i'll catch you up there and some dumb drunk text you may post you made some night right you know yeah you never know yeah I, I i
1: use it for the messenger that's about it so
0: yeah i used yeah. to use facebook a lot as far as like personally but once mm-hmm. i started my channel it my i do so much social media with that i don't really feel like i ever have time to do my like personal social media
1: you know what i mean i'm like yeah eh, whatever yeah, it's kind of become a bit of a drag to to do that kind of thing now, yeah. especially when you have so many so many different platforms and yeah, funny how they're all yeah. just connected now. It's like you don't even have to post Facebook. You just sl- yeah. check the box that says post to both, and you're like,
0: yeah, I did. Yeah, it. yeah, that's what I do with Twitter, I and mean, I don't even know how many people follow me over there. It's probably yeah. like fifteen but <laughs> I put zero effort into Twitter and, but I just checked that box. I'm like, okay, got a Twitter. Yeah.
1: That probably <laughs> had something to do with, to reflect why you have 15 followers. the same with our Facebook. <laughs> maybe if we put some like kind of effort and authenticity into this, maybe it would take off a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. It's like, it's just you, like, it's easy to get caught into spending too much time on things that might not have a lot of return. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, it's like, I still have, you know, a regular job outside of, of trying to do these channels. And at a certain point it's like, I, I, I see myself like interested in all kinds. Of, I'm like, oh, I could do some TikTok videos. But it's like, well, what are you gonna, like how much time do you want to actually spend out of the day like doing this? compared to like maybe like eating or sleeping or you know what I mean
1: like it's yeah until you decide to do one then it takes off and then you get the huge dopamine kick and now you're addicted and you gotta keep doing it you're chasing the dragon forever yeah (laughs) yeah
0: isn't that the thing you
1: know pretty much I mean that's part of my story too is like early on as a kid like we decided to just like keep gunning for a viral video like how do we make a viral video and then it happens once you're like well we can do it again yeah and then you're just like on this cycle of non-stop I was listening to Mr. Beast on
0: um Rogan's podcast recently and he yeah, was talking about, to that one too yeah he was saying that one of his first ones he made like 20 grand on like one of his first ones that like blew up you know what I mean oh yeah and it was just like that was that's what hooked him you know where it was like mm. I mean he was obviously you know pretty hooked before but
1: <laughs> yeah for I think sure that,
0: yeah yeah right but uh I wonder which one that was for him we, we had a video go really viral do you know which one it is I don't remember what he said i i I mean it was one of i I don't remember i honestly don't remember
1: we had one that um it wasn't our first viral video but it was definitely our most viral we've ever made i would say um it doesn't have the most views but it it was it gained the most amount of views in the the smallest amount of time yeah and we we got like a check in the mail for eight grand that that month and that was like, holy crap, like let's keep doing this. And then Yeah, we this is hitting. rad. Yeah. <laughs> no that yeah. like, we peaked. <laughs> we peaked hard.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that video.
1: Good. That video, it was called uh, um if Diablo Three Were a Girl. It was on our i50 films channel and oh uh, yeah, it got like half a million views every single day until it capped out at like 10 million views. Oh wow. It was pretty insane. That's crazy, man. I I like I'm I'm I haven't had
0: something do wildly successful like that you know yeah but I always kind of think about like Mr. Beast you know where it's like just keep chugging and eventually you're gonna figure it
1: out you know for sure that's all it is really and uh yeah when, when you do it's uh yeah I mean it's it's just like a crazy drug hit of dopamine <laughs> just, yeah like, on a wild ride and like yeah all the attention coming in and and I think the the reason it goes so viral is you have the the reason like at that time you know it's it was we were making content a lot different than we do now we were trying to do topical things we were trying mm-hmm. to make content based around what like the world was talking about yeah, so trending. at the time the world was maybe arguably a more simple place and the topic yeah. was Diablo <laughs> at least right. on reddit right. and, we're, and um yeah this game had kind of in a way flopped like on the launch and we're like okay well you know essentially the whole world's paying attention to this and i was like trying to sleep on my pillow thinking of a nice sketch idea i came up with it and then like within 24 hours we wrote a script and then another 24 hours we had it filmed and it was like the topical content and the the quick turnaround mm-hmm. just equal success yeah so it's it's definitely easier when you're making something topical. Like there was some, there's so many viral videos that came out of the pandemic, like making fun of right. the pandemic or poking right. fun of that. Like it's a sure way to, to kind of get that virality. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's trending some stuff, stuff. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's but it's harder hard when do. we're in our, sorry, go when ahead. we're working in our mountain bike niche, right? Like yeah. it's not, yeah. we are, we've already kind of painted ourselves into a corner a little bit, but yeah, there's, you can still so, go viral in the mountain bike world
0: right right yeah totally and i think you could still hit those those topics as well though you know you just got to figure it's a little different you know i guess it depends on your content i mean it would be weird for like BKXE to do a covid video but (laughs) you you know what i mean but uh
1: yeah well i guess we did like uh we did like mountain bikers in quarantine uh which was kind of the same thing that did pretty well like but the thing is if someone's not interested interested in biking they just automatically don't really care like you have to really hook them somehow to get a non-mountain biker sitting down for five minutes of people making jokes around bikes. bikes right right so
0: when you so you had did you have some kind of like like video production thing that you did in high school like they had a, a class like that or did you just go into like kind of doing it yourself and then
1: went to college for something or Uh, there was no video program at my school there was a photography uh, class and I loved Mm -hmm. my photography teacher Um, and uh, you know we had art classes but no though really the extent of video was just having to do a video for other random classes like English or whatever yeah Um, but uh, then I um, having trouble deciding what I wanted to do after high school my mom asked me what do you want to do and I said I want to ride mountain I want to ride mountain bikes and make videos (laughs) (laughs) all right well then do that so then that kind of led me to to apply to a film school here Uh in Vancouver and I did a I didn't do like a four-year thing I didn't even do a one-year thing I did a a four-month they call it intensive film program basically Uh it means you're going from like nine in the morning to like seven at night maybe five six seven days a week and Yeah, um, yeah And yeah, I just went for four months. and But uh, I mean, for the most part, like everything, a lot of what I've learned is just uh, uh, self-taught or getting out there and learning with people in the field. But yeah. Definitely a few lessons here and there from film school. Yeah. I've thought about
0: taking some classes at like a local school or something like that just to to see what what kind of knowledge I get out of it, you know? Yeah. But
1: I don't know. I mean it depends like like for me I you know I was, I was always very interested in in the craft of filmmaking like very like I always wanted to make better and better films I wanted to get better at the camera work I yeah. you know I became interested in lighting and I was very interested in like directing and and, and blocking which is basically just like moving actors around mm-hmm. and just all that kind of thought process definitely was not mm-hmm. interested in like budgeting and like money and stuff like right. that. I was like when I fell asleep in class, um, Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you can, you know, you take good, you, you can get like, good lessons when it comes to those, those uh, elements of film. Yeah. There's always something that you'll take away, but there's a lot that's kind of like, all right, I already know this. Like you, you'll, you you know, you'll spend a week learning like F stops and shutter speed and ISO and learning yeah. how to use the camera. But not everybody's starting from a different level, so you just kind yeah. of sit through a lot of stuff. And in film yeah. school, I definitely already known a lot of the stuff, and so it some of it was pretty slow, but uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, when I went to
0: school for it stuff, I, that's what I do for my, my regular job. Um, I definitely was in the same position where it was like some classes, like I could literally just not even be there and right. face every test. You know, it was like, you guys aren't teaching me anything except for how to do something else while you're talking. You know?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Really. I, 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 I think the thing that uh, intrigues me about like taking some classes is like, more on the editing front i always feel like i could learn more on like how to edit but i know like the the part that would suck for me is is what we just talked about i i have to take some prerequisite you know what i mean of like of adobe 101 you know and it'll be like okay i gotta sit through this class for however long until i can actually get to something that means something to me you know yeah i
1: think that uh with something like editing, it's just you and a computer at the end of the day. So you might as well just YouTube. You might as well yeah. do the topics because, like, I just was going through my head like, oh, what did I learn that I took away? And it's all stuff that I could have just learned on YouTube. I yeah. think the the biggest benefit is, um, you know, working with people. Like, you can't you can't just all of a sudden have a team in your living room or wherever yeah. your computer is. So to be able to connect with real humans and also learn about the hierarchy of a film set, that was yeah. very. Very helpful, um, yeah. Kinda and helping. you also get yeah. like the access to gear, depending on how good your film school is. Mine yeah. definitely was not the best, but yeah, if you go to the, some of the high end ones, you get like you get everything. But then you yeah. get a lot of com- competition, and there's a yeah. lot of bitterness with who whose projects go forward and who's the director, and you end up yeah. being like a, a sound guy when you wanted yeah. to be a, a director or something. So right, yeah.
0: right, yeah. I went to school for studio recording before I, I got into it and.
1: Oh, cool.
0: We had a really cool, like, like a $5 million studio. So it was pretty rad to like be able to work around that stuff. And I think, you know, looking back on it, it's probably part of some of that, you know, like what led me to where I'm at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. What kind of. like? Re- go ahead. Kind of recording? Like, like audio, like, like for like recording bands or whatever, you know. Okay. To be like a, a sound engineer. Actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's yeah, cool. Was,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things where I um, at the time I I was younger, you know, I played music and wanted to be in the music industry. So my idea was like, OK, well, I mean, I can have a band, but the likelihood of like becoming a rock star is pretty fucking low. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to me, I was like, I just want to work with music, you know, and I, I yeah. really wanted to like figure out other ways. So it was like one one aspect was like go to school for that. Another aspect was like maybe go intern at this high school radio station and you know and i kind of chased after that dream for whatever amount of time it was until it wasn't a dream anymore and then i went after something
1: else you know so yeah yeah well yeah. you still have those skills in your under your belt though um, yeah yeah have you ever made a song on your youtube not on my youtube no i actually oh. i thought about it a few times oh, like well there, there's a there's a box you gotta check off i mean yeah yeah um well, I mean, we have plenty of songs that we've made. Most of them rap songs. So uh-huh. I have friends who are musicians here; they're they're professional rappers and friends yeah. who are engineers. So I've I've been around a lot of engineers and um in, in, been in the studio and been a fly on the wall. which is really cool to yeah. do. Um, yeah, we've done the whole rap thing. But Kaz, Kaz, yeah, do you know Kaz from our channel? Uh, not off the top of my head. Kaz, but... yeah, I He's he's uh he, yeah he I've been working with him for for. Several years now. Anyways, uh-huh. we uh, just this month we have started uh, a rock song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do you uh, play an
0: instrument or?
1: Yeah, I play guitar. Oh, right on, dude. Uh, but I also sang. I sing in this one. So yeah, this is an upcoming project that uh, we haven't uh, told anybody about yet. But we're gonna shoot that one in April. And uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, it's really fun. So I'm actually like, I'm hunting around deciding on engineers and. to work with and stuff because we're doing most of it ourselves like we we tracked out the song ourselves in this room but Uh we need like that edge of professionalism to take it to another level
0: yeah yeah i hear you yeah 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 i i play guitar as well but i always say like i always just played enough guitar to like impress some girl long enough to talk her (laughs) into doing something with me
1: (laughs) oh you should make a song man i mean it's like you know like when I, i agree like you know growing up I'm never gonna make be a rock star and this <laughs> is i right. can't see doing that. But like here I am with Kaz sitting in the room, like tracking out guitars. I'm yeah. singing like I'm in Blink One Eighty Two or Some Forty One right. or something, like top of my lungs. And I'm like, I'm doing it. This is it. Like I'm it's not good. trying to. We're not trying to like you know make an album or anything. But I'm yeah. making a song. Yeah. And uh, I'm like hey, all it took is I just had to do it. And, That's super cool, man. Yeah. Do you uh, do you do karaoke? You ever do that? <laughs> I did karaoke once, actually, when Kaz took us to Japan. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's your what's the song you decided to go with? Oh, uh, "Sweater Weather" by The Neighborhood. All oh, right. On. Yeah. <laughs> all I am is a man. It's, yeah, that's part of the song. Of, it's like my favorite song.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, dude. Every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, I'll get roped into doing. It. I always yeah. do uh I think my go-to song is "Wanted, Dead or Alive." That, how's that, that one. one go uh
2: wanted,
0: dead or alive. <laughs> I'm
2: wanted. you gotta
0: get that richie in the background too so i'm pretty good at that one usually um, people get super stoked out of it my i think my my highlight of my karaoke career was uh a pretty like popular bar around town for a while they used to do live karaoke so they had this band that would play the songs so that you would carry instead of it like just being so oh, nice. nice stupid little machine
1: oh God. and uh
0: but definitely like like everybody in the bar was like super stoked it was it was pretty fun it was like it felt like i was a rock star for yeah yeah you know? yeah
1: it, it is fun you get a little rush when like I yeah. can't, oh, that's a lot more pressure to have a real band there with you backing you yeah, up. yeah
0: yeah it was super cool though it was cool too even like after the fact like the guys that were in the band like were like dude that was rad that was so fun you know i was like right on man but uh yeah well I'm, I'm a one-hit wonder though <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: for sure i keep yeah, trying I to mean, find like, another song but i just that's it <laughs> i enjoy you know i enjoy like singing like playing instruments but i'm not one to like go on go on stage and do it like it's yeah. nerve-wracking to put myself out there i like to do it behind closed doors and then like work on it and then like yeah. and then and then reveal it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so and then, same idea with the videos then right you know yeah more or less yeah 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 but uh you should definitely uh, i keep talking to this mic like it's doing anything it's not doing anything <laughs> just for show or so everybody knows yeah, the
0: people, that, the people that are listening, they have no idea, though. So
1: <laughs> um, you should definitely do a song, though. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be waiting for it. Yeah, yeah I'm, maybe I'll make
0: another channel for it.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no no need, man. You, you'll be kicking yourself when it goes viral, and you're like, great, I have another channel with one huge video on it. Who cares, I, man?
0: I always think about that when you see somebody like post some video that goes nuts, right? And you, I always think to myself, Dude, they're not monetized, and that thing's like getting right. like 3 million views right now. And they're like, they could be getting a fat paycheck,
1: you know? Right, right. Like, yeah. well, uh, yeah. So, th- something cool that we did, uh, Jason and I, like, I don't know, 2015, we, uh, we were selected for this YouTube program called YouTube. Oh, what the hell is it called? There's two programs we were a part of Next, YouTube Next Up. Uh huh. Basically, that was like, we did a bunch of virtual calls with people at YouTube, like we had like mentors and they gave yeah, us yeah. like 10 grand a gear and no, it was five grand a gear and 10 grand of advertising on, uh-huh. on YouTube. And then that brought us to another thing. It was like, oh, uh, the YouTube creator accelerator. Uh-huh. And we we actually were um, flown down to L.A. for three weeks, one week at a time. And we basically went to YouTube school Uh and we got to make videos at the YouTube space in LA. Uh And one of the things that stuck out with me, like we were like, we would sit in like lectures, basically, we'd Uh use their studios. It was really awesome. But one of the things that uh, I remember learning was about, uh, you have, what's it called? You have hero content Uh and supplementary content. So, Uh you know, you have your hero videos. Which would be like your rock song your super viral rock song 30 million views and then you have your right. supplementary content, which you know the, the the hero video gets the people introduced to your channel and then the supplementary content keeps people keeps people glued watching more mm-hmm. right so um it was always trying to we always would make our hero content back in the day we'd never really make regular content so we'd always just like make those music videos or make those like yeah. how to be videos and they would have nothing in between. And so it would take like months for something else to come out. Yeah. But now on our Mahalo My Dude channel, it's like all it really is is supplementary. Like it's, it's like consistent content that isn't necessarily like hero viral content. Maybe once in a while we'll do something mm-hmm. that kind of casts the wider net. Mm-hmm. But um. yeah, my point is make your rock song. That's your hero content. <laughs> and then your podcast or your supplementary. And that's your recipe for success. I'm there we go.
0: Yeah, maybe, man. Maybe. Who knows? I I honestly think that everything that I've learned on the biker channel or the biker bar, let's just say, mostly the biker channel, in the back of my mind, I think that it's like the channel that I'm using to go to school. Mm. And I in in my mind, I think that there's going to be another channel that I do that I use all that knowledge. And that's the one that's actually going to be like like something
1: you know okay. what I mean so you're already anticipating your rebrand
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I am you know and I yeah. almost did it earlier like last year I I did end up like kind of doing like a skit video that I had never done before you know and um and it was it, originally I, I contemplated like starting that with an other channel and then some people that I was talking to were like just do it on your mountain bike channel you know like it's the same kind of content it doesn't really matter you have a following and if it takes off then you know you you're got something you know and i just um i think i'm really bad at doing thumbnails so (laughs) (laughs) you can hire
1: people to do that now (laughs) yeah
0: right so i have to work on that but but, maybe uh, that's worth the 30 bucks a thumbnail or whatever it is right yeah Yeah. probably huh i could do that and then i'd just be if i could hire like bcpov i'd be solid (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm sure he's spending half his time on his thumbnails
0: (laughs) yeah right so what's your creative process look like? How do, how do you guys how do you do it? Like you're like, you know, hanging out with your buddies, you come up with an idea, you got a notepad next to your bed when you wake up and you're like, write down that dream.
1: <laughs> I pretty much just go to a cabin in the middle of the woods and just do a bunch of acid and that's uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. That works. <laughs> uh oh man, it's so like that question always stumps me. Cause it's like, I'm like, I don't even know what my creative process is. It's like, you never know like where the ideas come from out of the, right. like weird force. Yeah. Something yeah. just comes to your head. You're like, where did that even come from? But yeah, I mean, I just, def- I used to have a notepad beside my, my bed because yeah. uh, the ideas would come. And I know that the ideas don't stick around forever. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't have, have so much RAM it. inside my, my, my thinking raisin. Yeah. So, um, but I, 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 I we, we have something called the tickle trunk, which, uh-huh. uh, is basically just a, a room for notes, like it used to be on Facebook, like in a private group, and now it's in our Slack channel. And it's just like uh-huh. all of our bad ideas or good ideas for like something uh-huh. that could be a thing. Uh-huh. And, um, some of those ideas we hold on to for years. Like this rock song I've been telling you about is an idea that I've had for three, four years, and finally yes. just like found the the right it was the right time and place to do it yeah um but like a lot of the times you know i mean the tough part is you can only do so many ideas right like you have to it's grim but i say the sad part about filmmaking is that you have to take some of your ideas to the grave you just can't do them all (laughs) yeah so you have to pick and choose but uh i mean sometimes brands come to us and they want us to do their commercials or their their you know, their product launch for say Mm -hmm. like a new bike or something. Mm -hmm. So we don't have an idea already baked. So they have to, you know, they give us, you know, their product, the details, what kind of makes it unique. And -hmm. then we just sit in a room and we just throw shit at the wall. I I would say that. I say that a lot throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's my creative process.
0: It's a good one. You know, I mean, obviously you guys are at like what, 350,000 subscribers right now. So yeah between our two channels we have
1: over a million subscribers we have uh on our ifhd films channel we have 750 and and mahalo has been a slower grow for sure trying like Mm -hmm. you know with less or like viral content and it's like a Mm -hmm. completely different thing because it's more just like vlogs and like our Mm -hmm. our life Mm -hmm. so there's it's a little bit less idea based Mm -hmm. whereas the other channel is like it's coming up with sketches or or concepts of some sort
2: Um,
0: so when you started you guys you guys had i think originally it was like
1: ifht right yeah yeah that was our first channel and it was basically all sketch comedy it wasn't a mountain bike thing at all it was uh it was just random comedy inspired by like uh, other youtubers like lonely island for sure was a huge influence of ours um julian smith he made awesome sketches. Um, so, when you started that channel, who who was the group? Uh, it was me and Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had another third member. His name was Rex. He was a mm-hmm. he was a someone I went to school with, but he kind of found he wasn't really interested, so he, mm-hmm. he kind of departed. But for the most part, it was me and Jason for for years.
0: So, you guys were like, "Hey, let's start a YouTube channel and let's do some skits," and you just like
1: like went after it together or yeah pretty much is like like i said it was just like a cold winter day we couldn't ride bikes and we're like Mm -hmm. we're just bored we had a our friend had let us borrow his 4k camera this was the first 4k camera we'd ever used and we're Mm -hmm. like well shit we gotta film something so yeah we said why don't we i think i suggested let's make a series on things that we hated and like about pet peeves Mm -hmm. and it just turned into a little series called i fucking hate that yeah, and we just had like three lined up. And the first one was um, about brushing your teeth and you're brushing your teeth too aggressively. And the toothbrush flies out of your face and it scrapes against your cheek. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Something super niche that never really happens to most people. Right. But uh, you know yeah, and then we just, we just did it. It was 30 seconds long and it was. Super yeah. Dry.
0: And then that was it. And you guys were hooked.
1: Well, yeah, it's like, you know, at the time Facebook likes and thumbs up were a new thing. So you got your thumbs up and we're like, Oh, people like it. And then, and then, you know, people from school, from high school, they knew we were doing stuff because we posted it on our like feed. Right. And then it wasn't even on YouTube at the time. It was just, it was just Facebook yeah and uh and then i remember a girl in class uh she asked me are you gonna upload to youtube and apply for partnership and i didn't know what that was and she's like you can make money and i was like what that's sick so uh then we just we were gunning for partnership which we got denied once or twice and then we finally got it and then i think our first adsense check was or not even a check our first adsense statement was nine cents or something like that yeah yeah
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like the way it starts, you know, and then where it can go, you know. To yeah, that that was one of the things that like jumped out to me on that Mr. Beast interview where he was like, anybody can start a channel and anybody can like make these ridiculous amounts of money. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just up to you, like finding content. You know,
1: literally anybody. I mean, look at Mr. Beast; he just looks like an ordinary guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, ordinary. Nerdy guy, he's super yeah. clever. He's got great ideas. He just goes yeah. for it. And like yeah. at some point, Mr. Beast had one subscriber, right? Right, like right. he had an embarrassing low amount of subscribers. Everybody yeah. did. So yeah, like you can't be ashamed with whatever you have. It's a rite of passage. Every number, every yeah, you have. It's he did it for like
0: people. ten years and like made nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. But like the, I, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they're like, "There's this lady in Brazil that cooks on a like." Clay oven dug out of the ground and has like, <laughs> you know, like 500 million subscribers. And like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what? You know, it's just crazy. You know,
2: yeah. you
1: think, think about it. You're like, that's insane. Like, yeah, I thought, of, right? I thought of so many other like little channels that, you know, if I decide, you know what, I'm just going to bug out, move to the cabin, move to yeah. a, into a cabin in the middle of nowhere and start my own YouTube channel making like miniature. Um, fire campfires. Yeah <laughs> you know, right. with a macro lens and that's it. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. there's like uh Japanese uh channels that they cook miniature food, right? And they have yeah. subscribers. So you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything. It's insane. It, yeah. It's totally insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you guys did the I IFHT for a while and then there was this like when you split off the Mahala my dude. Like what, what, what happened there?
1: So Mahala My Dude has been through a lot of changes. You know, speaking of uh rebranding that channel used to just be ifht2 which was where we would put our bts content or our vlogs Mm -hmm. um we were really inspired by a youtuber toby turner and he would just do one take vlogs with his iphone he would just for 60 seconds or a few minutes he would just talk and no editing involved so we got into that just to try and Get comfortable with talking to the camera and walking around mm-hmm. in public and being confident yeah. that we're just talking to a piece of technology. Yeah. So we were doing that for a while, um, and then a, an event that happened in my life was I had mountain bikes stolen from my house. I had five mountain bikes stolen at once, and oh, uh, yeah. pretty devastating. And I didn't really can justify buying like a a mountain bike outright myself, so to try and (laughs) was already like gunning for like a sponsor and uh that was basically like the the genesis of of the rebrand um Mm -hmm. i wanted to then turn the camera myself and i realized you know hey maybe i should just i was always like self-conscious that i wasn't that good at biking and i wasn't it wasn't i wasn't worth like filming or i wasn't worth like then i decided like you know what i'm just gonna get over that i'm just gonna film myself because there's people who are not as good as me and would be inspired watching me Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna turn around myself so yeah i pretty much just did that in the pursuit of getting a free mountain bike and i changed the name of the channel i i I asked jason if it was cool because we i think the ifht2 channel it was kind of like dead at that time we hadn't done anything on it i said i'm gonna change the channel matt dennison he was like yeah cool so then i just started making some vlogs traveling around i was following kaz around as he was kaz was getting hired to be a photographer at bc bike races here and i was Mm -hmm. like can i tag along i'm just gonna film and make a vlog and i did that and then we like some of the early vlogs that we did i feel like i don't know there wasn't the mountain bike youtube landscape was not what it is now when i was making those videos no one there was maybe like one other guy like Boostmaster. Mm -hmm. I I don't really think that anybody else is really doing it. And uh, so I would post like a vlog at Crankworks or whatever. And I get like 400,000 views right away. I'm like, holy crap. This is like, this is bigger than the other channel right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm doing something that just is fun. I'm not like conceptualizing. I'm not writing a script. I'm not doing all this. So then I told Jason, uh, hey, we should go out this together. So then we changed the channel to Matt and Jason. Yeah. That was another rebrand. <laughs> and then fast forward, uh, Jason took a job at pink bike. He had an uh-huh. opportunity to create content there and he could, he wanted to take on that challenge. So then, uh, another rebrand came our way and I'm like, okay, hey, well, I can't just keep changing the channel to whoever the name is. <laughs> 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 Mine is Jason. And <laughs> So then I, uh, yeah. At the time, we had already kind of had this like tagline, kind of inside, inside thing called Mahalo, my dude. Like, it was just something that people said to me. Kind of started from Snapchat at the time, Mm -hmm. and I changed the channel to Mahalo, my dude. And uh, just you know, because I just wanted to make it timeless. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who's in and out of the channel. You know, I might not be around forever, but let's still create. Let's still create the possibility that the channel could live without me. So. Um, yeah yeah i called him a hall my dude yeah yeah it's 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 lived a long life many lives yeah yeah it sounds like it definitely has Mm -hmm. so you know that that says something about like pivoting and you know putting whatever on your channel experimenting like don't don't be so afraid that like whatever you whatever you do is gonna be carved into stone i mean it is in a little way but like you could add more stones and make your garden
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i always I, i always think about that you know like um I know I've had some conversations with other people too where they're like, oh well, this is like um this is my content you know and it's like, well, you got the channel like I think originally like maybe people initially will subscribe for whatever that content is, but ultimately people end up sticking around for like who the personalities are you know what I mean yeah, yeah so it's like you can. For pivot. Sure. And people, a lot of people won't leave. You know what I mean? And maybe some would. I mean, if you went from being like a cooking channel to a mountain bike channel, all right, you know, but like,
1: yeah, right. that that's, that's where you can lose people. I mean, that yeah. uh, it's like on our IFHT films channel, we've done a lot of different content. Um, something I learned at that YouTube program is we make fire hose content. It's not like a straight stream of like the same thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, we're casting a broad net and we've done like. Content on skiing, rock climbing, mountain biking, volleyball, uh, yeah. hockey, like, and we might have a video that does really well in that in that category. So then you get like twenty thousand volleyball players are like, this is this is the best volleyball channel ever. I love it. And then they yeah. never see another volleyball channel and it's just <laughs> not biking stuff. <laughs> like <you're> like Mom, <laughs> they're like, what the hell? Yeah. So like that definitely like kind of it can help you and it can hurt you. It depends how you how you do it. Yeah, and. I also recall how our, our friend Andrew Santos, he um he would bring up how there's like two types of content on YouTube. There's idea-based content and there's um is it per is it personality and mm-hmm. story-based? Oh I'm messing it up. Anyways, the the premise is that you can either make content that's around a concept and you know, kind of similar to like our how to buy a mountain bike or or mm-hmm. or like a hockey video or something. Or you can make videos that's videos that are more just based on your story, and mm-hmm. it's people just want to follow you and they, they fall in love with whatever you're doing. There's like two yeah, ways yeah, got it.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Hundred percent. So, yeah. yeah, so like something thought out and scripted or, or planned versus something that's like let's just say reality TV. You know, like Casey
1: Neistat. You know, he's a good example of yeah I, I, I botched the like two types of content but yeah i got what you're saying though you're, you're just watching his story evolve over many episodes right and it's not like uh necessarily this one video is about this one conceptual thing and it doesn't link yeah. to anything else you know
0: so yeah he's pretty rad you know honestly like for you know I, the type of content that he does it's just um it's it's in it's interesting you know what i mean and it's like uh and it's never the same and it's just really like what you said i mean it's just kind of him living his life mm-hmm. you know but it's interesting that that's uh the way that the the way that he like pulls it together is definitely it's capturing you
1: know yeah yeah he's a clever clever guy he's he's got a strong background in film too and like he had an hbo show so He's got a lot of clever ideas. He's He does it well, for sure. I
2: haven't yeah. watched
1: him in a while, though.
0: Yeah, I, he's one of those ones that, like, it pops up here and there, you know, mm. and, and I'll watch it. And and when I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is really good content. But then I don't necessarily, like, I don't have the bell round, you know, where it's, like, every week, you know. There's another guy. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to have to, like, he, <laughs> he, he like, a shoot I can't think of his name he's he's like a filmmaker for mountain bikes and his channel name is just his name's Jason something oh god okay. I'm gonna have to figure out how to pull it up well I can't do it though because I'm <laughs> it would be on my other account I'd maybe if I use another browser to sign in here I could do it but um anyways he he, he like makes really interesting kind of like vloggy con- content like that mm. super artistic you know um and uh it it's interesting, you know, but it's one of those things too, where, where I, I don't follow it all the time. Even like, like Peter, Peter McKinnon, yeah. you know, a camera guy for those of you guys that don't know, like he, um, his content's super good. You know, it's just a lot of times, I don't know. You wouldn't necessarily call it product review stuff or like how to, I don't know. It's like, right. sometimes it's vloggy, Sometimes it is how to, sometimes it's critique, but he's got a great way of telling story, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like,
1: it a good format down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like do a little magic trick. And then at the same time, tell the story. So it's like, you, it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's coffee in slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so good with the camera. You're just like, wow, how do I do that? You know, at least me, you know, I'm sure maybe you look at it differently than I do. I'm sure you have a much better camera skills than me. I, uh, I wish I I would have, there was a photography class when I was in high school. I wish I would have took it. You know, at the time yeah. I was so into music, though, that it didn't it didn't interest me. And it's something that um, I think if I would have took it, like it would have been like it would have it, it would have captured me more than I expected it. You know what I
1: mean? It's not too late. Masterclass yeah. it or uh, yeah, Skillshare yeah. it or something. This podcast yeah. is brought to you by.
0: Right. Skillshare. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm shooting for, man. If I can get to the Skillshare ad space of podcasting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Who's this one brought to you by? This one is brought to you by Patreon. So swing uh, by Patreon and pit help me
1: out. And pit viper apparently. fast <laughs> <laughs> pit viper. Let's go. I know you're watching. Right, right. Yeah. By it's Patreon, been, been, huh? By Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's been interesting to um, see the podcast grow. You know, as a, a starting this, I you know started it as a YouTuber, right? And it was just that I was like doing these live streams and people would be entertained. So I was like, oh, I can do podcasts. Everybody else is. And uh, so I didn't really know anything about podcasting. Yep. And uh, the numbers are not the same as like what you would expect to see out of a, a YouTube video. That what like they consider a successful podcast. And um, I'm like mm. really interested. Or, like it's interesting to me that. Now, even though I have way more views on my um, my regular biker channel, which is you know typical YouTube type of content, most of the people that come up to me and talk to me like start off with like, "Oh, I listen to your podcast."
1: Oh, yeah, interesting.
0: It, it's really interesting, yeah, and it's um, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. And it's like I've I've looked at it now, and like my podcasts are starting to peak where they they download they get more downloads than the the youtube views hmm. which is interesting you know so i don't know we'll see how it goes
1: yeah we're dabbling in the podcast world too we've uh, we just started it we haven't we haven't um we haven't announced the name of our podcast yet or mm-hmm. uh, any platforms or anything but we've recorded three yeah and uh we've gone at it now Or actually well we've done four we did podcast zero which was just mm-hmm. us and now we yeah. have yes yeah but, yeah we're dabbling too and uh it's fun yeah yeah and we'll i like it because
0: goes. you know it's just uh, to me i don't know it seems like it's not work to me you know there's not much at, right. or as much work to it you know i'm sure if you were doing like a crime podcast where there's a lot of like investigative journalism and editing they're like you know putting all these science sound effects and stuff like that in it yeah me, it's like come out here and and talk to somebody for two hours like that's really easy especially when we're talking about something we enjoy you know what i mean yeah
1: well, but, some sound effects would be cool though you know so, yeah right right now
0: <laughs> you need to get one of those boards that that they have like in the um in the radio industry where i can just yeah. like little kazoo sounds and little stuff soundboard like
1: yeah yeah we got that one and uh we're having lots of fun with the soundboard <laughs> it's great
0: <laughs> i can imagine yeah it, it you know it, it's interesting you can fall down the rabbit hole no matter what you get into right yeah you just keep adding things and and the one thing that I always try to keep telling myself though is like sometimes I think the simplicity you know like that's how you get started, right? There's like lots of people that are into the simplicity and maybe it doesn't need to be complicated. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can try to keep things simple as much as you can. I I, I mean, I believe that like, I think that making films is not simple. Yeah. <laughs> but the most simple thing that you can do is uh, just take a next step, right? Like we're making a film, like we're making a movie, you know, it's like a super intimidating thing. You're like, okay, this is like, I had to take the first step of a million steps until yeah. this movie is watchable. Uh-huh. But, you know, it starts with a single step. And even if it's, you know, for me, like, yeah, like bills and, and financials, that's a bit of a, like, a, a drag for me sometimes. But the thing that just keeps me going is like, all right, well, step one is just opening up <laughs> the bank or whatever. And then, yeah. And so it's that's like this that's a one way to simplify things um yeah and then another another way to simplify my world is i believe that physical space is mental space and so i try to keep my my workspace tidy or my my gear tidy or everything organized and uh it seems like you're very organized yeah with what's behind the camera there at least yeah I yeah i tend to be <laughs> like i mean
0: here like you can see like look, look at the tools oh yeah there, there you are. go
1: look at that <laughs> No, I gotta send you some stickers for your fridge.
0: Oh yeah. That that came yeah. there.
1: I see. Huh? That, you got a few spaces. I got I got some sticker bombage too. Let's see. Oh yeah. A little bit of sticker bombage. I feel like I'm gonna disconnect my whole
0: Oh man. See I moved the camera now. It's all screwed up. Oh there, there you, you go. go. Right on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that fridge is actually quite a story. I got it from let's just say I got it from work. And at the time it was already like from work. Okay. (laughs) It was already like 10 years old. Right. And I've had that thing for, I've had it for at least five or six years. It's probably been longer than that. Yeah, probably. Let's just say it's, I've had it for like five years. So this thing's like at least 15 years old. And I always wondered to myself, like, well, what happens one day when I come out here and this thing's like not working? I'm like, that's like, That's
1: a work of art over there, all those stickers and all that time
0: I put into that thing.
1: Yeah, that's Um, a uh, Patreon prize. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get the fridge, but you have to pay for shipping. Yeah, right. (laughs) Local (laughs) pickup only. (laughs) What's in it? Well, right now, more
0: Gatorade than beer. It's usually just beer in there, but... um... I haven't been drinking as much lately. I'm trying to lose weight. That's been this thing I've been doing on the channel. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, beer definitely doesn't help me lose weight at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. In,
0: in no. between the extra calories and the the lack of motivation, whenever you're like the day after, you know,
1: you don't have the uh, sugar free Gatorade in there, do you? Can't stand that. I use the zero one. I do actually uh, do that
0: zero. You don't like it? I can't do the aftertaste really no i can't that's do the it one thing like i that's one of the few like sugar free drinks that i actually will drink yeah yeah i, I can't stand I like that. diet sodas or like sugar free so like i pretty much i'm just like it fuck it i'm gonna go for for the gold but with that i'm like at least i feel
1: like i can drink it when i'm on riding and it doesn't uh doesn't bother me if it's cold but I yeah. think for, for me, the taste just lingers. I, I can't even have like a piece of juicy fruit without the taste of the the fake sugar. I need the real deal right to my brain. There you go. Just yeah. straight, straight in. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um, I think you had uh, some news on your channel a while just not too long
1: ago about you guys like bringing someone back. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. As I told you, Jason, uh, you know, he, he's kind of, uh, he was at the start Part of the start of uh, our, our channels, but then uh, took a, a sweet opportunity with uh, Pinkbike. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, bike Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, to like run their channels. And um, uh, man, yeah, he did a lot of cool stuff uh, with with bike He uh, traveled a lot. Um, he I think they post a video every single day. At least that's what oh, he wow. told me. And he was the person who was literally uploading a video every day. Um, he, he, um, yeah, you got to host the pink bike Academy. So he was, um, he was the, uh, the host.
2: He did a great job
1: at that.
0: Um, I heard about that
1: show. I never watched it though. Oh, you gotta watch it. I need to check it
0: out. Everything I heard, it sounded like it sounded fun. So
1: yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's cool. It's cool to see something new that no one's, no one's done before, you know? Right. Right. Um, good opportunities for, for riders um change some lives yeah but uh yeah you
0: work with them or is he um uh i don't
1: of... i don't know if he's working i think maybe he told me he was doing some consulting or something mm-hmm. on some on maybe it was on pink bike academy or something i, I don't really know but yeah. uh he's working full time with us so uh, if he is i don't know how he manages at the time because he works yes. a lot with us right now <laughs> we're working yeah. real hard on a lot of stuff um but yeah no he he um he there was an opportunity to come back and work with us and uh it's been awesome um right. it's like you know that people have been saying the bands back together yeah, back, yeah. To back and um yeah we're just trying to go back to our roots a little bit and uh-huh. um, we're trying to make some of the content that people first fell in love watching on our channels mm-hmm. um still trying to do commercials which helps pay the bills and helps Mm -hmm. you know scratch our filmmaking itch as well but uh yeah
0: so how many people is like this is your
1: full-time gig right you know this is my full-time gig ifhd films is our production company Mm my my dude is like you know just one of the things that we do and we're a team of five full-time now so it's me Mm -hmm. we got jason um uh when we're we we kind of I don't know where it's, it's hard to describe our roles because we really just do a lot Trust of everything,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Um, then we have Dave, David Wiggins. He's an old friend of ours. He used to have a uh, YouTube channel as well. And um, he's really funny, really talented. Um, he's, he's great at writing. He's great at filmmaking. He's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's also a great graphic designer. And, um, He calls himself the layman of the group because he's not a mountain biker. But Mm -hmm. when we're making um, mountain bike content that we're trying to reach to a broad audience, he's the one that helps us, you know, make sure we're not too inside with mountain biking. Like, this is still funny or enjoyable or entertaining for a non-mountain biker. Right. My mom enjoyed watching this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good to have some perspective like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Brooke is uh she's a creative guru graphic designer she designs a lot of our merch um she has definitely helped bring a lot of structure to the company and Mm -hmm. uh it was definitely a lot looser before she became a part of the picture i live with brooke brooke and i've been living together for three years here uh so we just we work all the time basically yeah yeah. and then uh and then there's kaz and he's uh again he does he does a lot filming he's great at filming great at editing uh he edits a lot of the mahalo content right now um but he's a jack of all trades too he's uh he's got a mechanical engineering background so he's he's crafty He, he can get his hands dirty with all sorts of random projects and yeah we all just um we all just step up to the plate and do whatever needs to happen on the day.
0: So where does, where, where's the money come from? I mean, if it's I'm, like, is it like all just ad revenue or it's like you, you're doing commercials that have nothing to do with your channel for companies or,
1: uh, well, we, we, yeah, I mean, we, we, we get budgets to make these commercials. So uh-huh. we put a lot of money, into the commercials themselves but we mm-hmm. try to have a margin there to pay ourselves yeah, yeah. And we're trying to get better at, at that too because i feel like for years we've just been really paying our dues yeah. especially in the mountain bike world it's hard to kind of get the commercial budgets that you know right. uh, like we're making some pretty high-end stuff and yeah for sure Rod. been hard to kind of yeah value ourselves correctly yeah. yeah no i can understand where you're coming from and, uh, yeah, so we've been kind of paying our dues, but that that's, that's a big, big portion of, uh, of, of our financial support. And then we have our YouTube ads, which mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I feel like is super unpredictable, super unpredictable. It's only like decreased over the years too. And yeah, there's it, like good periods with ads, you know, in the holidays, the ads are worth more uh-huh. like, you know, they're. It's just, it's just like people are buying more stuff, so yeah, 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 companies are like, "Well, pump the ads, let's go." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have our merch store. Our merch store is uh, is is really big for us. Um, our fans love our merch. It does really yeah, well yeah, for us over there. And that all just started from stickers. Um, yeah, and that's worldwide too. People are buying our merch all over, and
0: with it's kind of it, crazy you want- when you see that stuff shipping all over the place, right?
1: Totally, totally. It's also kind of uh, frustrating sometimes because, you know, we had to take like India off of our uh, of, of our countries that we would ship to because every package would get lost.
2: Oh, like, no. Without
1: a doubt, every package is lost. And sometimes the address is like, I'm not even kidding. It's literally like eight one, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Maple Road. I don't think there's yeah. a Maple Road in right. India, but I'll right. say like by the red building like behind yeah. the yellow Jeep <laughs> so, right. like, and that's like on the package. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool to see stuff going around the world, except when you know, I'm gonna have to pay for this when it gets lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kinda yeah. crazy. There's some places too, like with my merch originally, I don't think I have it open internationally right now just because in some cases, like I, it, it's just so expensive to ship there. It, it just doesn't make any sense, you know?
1: yeah well i mean if people are paying for their own shipping um yeah but i mean a huge market for us is germany shout out to our german fans they uh they love to to buy huge packs of merch and then it's like without fail every time we can't control this they get charged duty oh yeah and then it seems like a lot of packages just get lost there. And like shipping, yeah. shipping out of Canada is not like shipping out of the US. It's way, yeah. more, if you think it's expensive in the US, it's way more expensive out of Canada. Like oh, to wow. ship, like to ship a hoodie to Germany, it'll be like $60. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's untracked. So you're, you're, you're putting 60 bucks on the line to, to gamble basically. Right. So anyway. Australia is
0: super expensive too to get stuff over there. It's kind of crazy. I wouldn't have expected yeah. that before I got into this
1: mess you know for sure i mean when yeah. i like when we first started just shipping stickers out i didn't even know how to write a letter i didn't even know how to write a letter and put a stamp on it and now <laughs> like i'm not even kidding i had to google how to format a letter oh, like, it awesome. wasn't something i had done <laughs> yeah yeah but now like i feel like i'm a i'm somewhat of a of a of a whiz when it comes to shipping stuff worldwide yeah.
0: the big change for me was actually getting like a scale and a little thermal printer, where I could just print my own labels instead of having to like go to the post office and like stand in line and have somebody pay for you know you know what I'm saying yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah, yeah I felt like I was like I man, I'm
0: I've freaking arrived now I have a Dymo printer you know, like, <laughs> oh you
1: you you spent the four hundred dollars for the Dymo That's yeah I you, know you it <laughs> yeah right.
0: <laughs> Do you guys so you guys order all your merch like in
1: big quantities and then or you yeah pretty like... much we so my mother's a big part of the team as well and she mm-hmm. uh she holds down the our 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 warehouse basically yeah um and uh she ships that out daily for us um but yeah we order we don't do like the print to order we just we like to have it on hand and i like yeah. to physically be able to give it to people and yeah, I don't know. We've done the print to order thing, and it just feels like the quality isn't that good. So we we get really involved, man. It's a it's a huge time consuming thing. Like yeah. we're really into the we try to make the best. It's been a long road of trying to make the best clothing possible, like best like shirts, the best material, mm-hmm. and then add our own tags and all this. We're, yeah, we definitely nowadays we don't we don't go at it the cheap way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big. That's a, it, it. It's definitely
0: you know those are those things with having a channel that or a business in that in this kind of space that you spend so much time on and people just, those are the things that people don't realize how much time it takes, (laughs) you know, like just to come up with a shirt design. Like, let's just say like, I made this shirt recently Mm -hmm. for some, some friends we were joking around on a ride about um, having shirts that said like, don't follow my line. Cause it's like, (laughs) Because you can't, be buddy. is like, just take horrible lines, right? <laughs> it's like, when you're behind them, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we took another one of those, you know? So, um, so I made this shirt that was like, it says like DNF on the back, it's kind of like a, a joke on the like, yeah, yeah, DNF not of finish. a race, right? But yeah, instead it's do not follow. And then it's like, it says slow house instead of fast house on it, <laughs> you know? But honestly, like going through the process of like, where that shirt ended up you know like in the like the actual design yeah I easily just screwing around an illustrator for a, a day or two you, you know what I mean like uh, of time of like no I don't like that no I don't like that no that font's no good up oh, change it to this size you, you know what I mean and it's yep. like uh, people just see a shirt they're like oh yeah I just came with that idea. poof
1: you yeah. know what I mean? They don't see the process. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. it's like what you, you, you were talking about, like with the shirt itself. You know, when mm-hmm. I use a a print to um whatever we call it a second ago, you know. Yeah. Uh, Directed garment yeah. kind of thing. And uh it, it you have to like go through their website, build it, order it, then see what it looks like whenever you get it. Because then you're like, oh, no, I don't like where that logo is you know yeah you put it on you're like no it needs to be over like can they not make a better website to fucking actually show you where
1: the stuff is going to be on the shirt (laughs) yeah yeah it's super frustrating that that part of the process is like is it you're always like nervous to make decisions you're like yeah i want it that size and then and then you get 500 made or whatever and it's like it was off and then you just have to deal with it yeah (laughs) yeah So So, I've
0: I've been considering going down the route of like what you were just saying of like actually just printing my own stuff. I don't, like originally I was like, had these ideas that selling merch would take up so much of my time, but it's not like I sell a ton. And uh, I think if I had more quality control in my own hands, then I would be happier about what I was selling.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you something you can try. On the plus side, you get to uh, support a local business, you know, someone who prints it not yeah. like a huge company that just prints for you know countless youtubers uh um, yeah yeah Support a smaller shop which is cool it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the best price but uh yeah you know if you if you're whatever you're selling is of high quality yeah put whatever price you want on it if people yeah. want to buy it they'll buy it but yeah, yeah. uh yeah i mean it, getting the stuff for real comes with its own problems and yeah. you gotta then you're literally taking up space in your house right so right that's you got to consider that. So we have like two full bedrooms full of stuff and yeah. very, very well organized. It's a lot of stuff though, but uh, it's cool just to have it too, because then you can, um, you know, give stuff away out of the back yeah. of your truck or give gifts at your own whim. And yeah. I give tons of stuff away. I love to give stuff away and
2: make yeah, impact on
1: people. And I, that's, I bought... you can't do that with the print order. No, you can't definitely not. And like, um,
0: I feel like, I don't know when you give somebody something like that maybe some people don't really care but i feel like a lot of people like it actually means something to them you know what i mean like it really like at least for me you know like if i met somebody and they like hey man here's this bottle opener it's like yeah oh, that's rad. you know like you actually like you don't have to do that you you know what i mean yeah yeah it shows, 100%. It shows some quality to the people you know and i think it makes a connection you know
1: it's super cool and you see your stuff out in the wild like yeah. You know, let alone your buddy who's actually wearing something You're like, oh, yeah. wow, it's cool. I didn't think you'd actually wear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let alone, uh, you know, some, a stranger uh, yeah. wearing your stuff. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool. To I've see sent
0: it. so many like stick, like my, my Patreon group, the $5 tier, they get a sticker pack, right? Yeah. And I've sent so many of them out and a lot of my, my subscribers are, are in Northern California and I'm, I have yet to see, A biker sticker on a car that wasn't one of my friends. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just not too long ago, I was driving down the freeway and I saw this biker sticker on this car. And I was like,
2: Holy shit, I finally saw one.
0: And I was all stoked because I was like, This is rad. And then I realized it was the girl that cuts my hair. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, well, that's something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a mountain biker though. So (laughs) that's
1: pre-advertising. Hey, that's what it starts from. You know, your friends just uh shout well, yeah. out yeah, Well, yeah. we would print these stickers like it was our bear logo this one and we uh-huh. had these stickers that were the biggest that we could print on our craft cutter 12 inches mm-hmm. massive it would take up the whole window on uh on a small car and like yeah there's someone in whistler with one of those someone in australia with one of those like huge island ride park stickers like massive stickers and i'm like i would never do that shout out yeah. to you guys like, you guys yeah. are really repping hard but yeah i, yeah. I I, I would never, I don't know. I don't I'm not a sticker on the car guy. I obviously love stickers. I put stickers everywhere. Not in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
0: uh, very picky about the ones that are on the car. I have like, t- well, I have three on my truck
1: right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is biker All of your own. Of, huh? All of your own. Two so of them are biker bar it, 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 stickers in a row. <laughs> yeah.
0: One just says biker. And then I have, um, one that says uh, infantry on it because I was in the infantry whenever I was I was in the military. Okay. And then I also have, it's an F-150 and I have a sticker that I made I thought was pretty funny. It says identifies as a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was like super original coming up with that. And then a couple of weeks ago, I saw somebody else on the freeway with one. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but then I was like, wait a minute, I could be selling these because somebody actually bought that. I'd yeah, made they, Yeah, there you
1: go little side <laughs> sticker business are you
0: making your own stickers or yeah you... um yeah those i am i put i went down the the route of buying a cricket over yeah. christmas yeah and uh i have a buddy that runs a, a sticker business stickered and he does all like decals custom decals for, for bikes and stuff like that yeah and um sometimes whenever i would design things like like what we were just talking about with the shirts and i'd get it back i'd be like oh this is not really it didn't look the, the way that I wanted the size or something like that. And sure, so yeah. I got the cricket in the thought of like, I can prototype and then once I know like, Hey, I can hold, like for me, like holding in my hand, it makes a yeah. difference. Like, you know, and oh, yeah. so like I can hold it in my hand and be like, yeah, that's the size. That's the, how much, you know, bleed border I went around it or whatever, you know, and then
1: I can send it to him and be like, all right, make a thousand, yeah, or whatever. you know, yeah isn't that so, great when you can like put it up on your bike and tweak it real time and tear it apart yeah. whatever. and you can take your own yeah. photo too like quicker it's yeah yeah but it was like another rabbit hole man it's like one of
0: those things <laughs> where it's like there was like there went like two weeks of my life watching like these 40 year old house moms youtube channels on how to use a cricket and their design space and like being super yeah. irritated because it's like here's this thing for making stickers that doesn't import files straight from illustrator. Like <laughs> yes.
1: what the hell is going on with the world here? Yeah. A lot of headaches along the way.
0: Yeah. It's just like just little stuff that you're like, I don't understand why, like I can design an illustrator to like inches or millimeters, you know? And then you drop that file into the cricket program and it's like, I don't care. I'll be whatever size
2: I want. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like, yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely experienced the same thing, like taking so much time making stickers and it's been a part of my journey to delegate and like off outsource like stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah the stickers is something that I don't, I don't have my hands on anymore. And I m- kind of miss it because I really yeah. loved having, uh, I loved having it here and yeah, just sticker bombing, whatever, and taking photos. I think, yeah, it was, uh, people like to watch me make them too. So I feel like I, I got
0: did a video on how to make stickers, didn't you?
1: yeah uh or my pal santos made it and uh that actually blew up it has like three million views because it has a super broad audience people are just like googling or youtube searching how to make stickers and then we pop up and uh and then they're like this is the best sticker and craft channel ever i'm gonna subscribe (laughs) and then they're like what's you know a month later like why i don't remember subscribing to a mountain bike channel and then And then every re- I like refresh our channel and we lose like 10 subscribers. And I'm like, those are probably the sticker people. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely the sticker. the yeah. sticker
0: people and the volleyball people. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So but, I've been using yeah. that. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, to circle back on like the, the money stuff. There's, you know, there's the merch store and then we have our sponsors too, which has been like a newer thing that we've been going hard at this year. And Jason's been a integral part of that. Um, so we have a lineup of sponsors that we're really stoked on, really, really, really pumped to, yeah, just have their support. And then uh, beyond that, we have our, you know, we make a lot of music. So we have, uh, we have some revenue coming in from our music streams. Mm-hmm. You know, we get like millions of plays on our songs. I'm oh, telling wow. you, man, make your dead or alive parody. There we go. go huh? yeah. um, so you have like a SoundCloud or something like that? And then
0: that's like generating revenue or how's that work?
1: No, we have like, uh, you, you basically you get like a distributor, like it uh-huh. could be like a, a website like uh, TuneCore or um, Epidemic or something like that. Yeah, uh, there's another one, lost it, but yeah, from there, you just distribute to like Spotify, iTunes, um, wherever, wherever you want your music. You just you're basically just ch- checking boxes, like where do I want mm-hmm. it, and then it's you know, people don't really buy music anymore, but they stream it. So it's your ad revenue on that could be more than YouTube. And yeah, for sure.
0: So it's like regular music, like somebody would want to listen to while they're doing something or it's like music that you would use to like put to an
1: edit or... Oh well, it's like we have a few songs that have been streamed a lot. Like ones called Wismiss, one is Fur to Girls, one's Island Ride Park. I'm okay, yeah, you. I know the ones are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. They're kind of like funny songs. Like yeah, some sort of concept to it. Uh, and apparently people listen to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's especially with like this uh, this new song we've made. Our our goal is to try and make a song that's like about one thing conceptually but is in general a song that you just want to listen to yeah
2: yeah
0: that's super interesting yeah i would have never thought about that you know
1: yeah i mean i was heavily inspired by my friends who are musicians so just seeing yeah being the fly on the wall is like oh this is really cool and then to get their help over the years has made it very tangible for me i
0: really miss um the music portion of my life you know when i was younger like i was saying you know i was really in into that and all of my friends were musicians you know that was kind of like what we did you know we were always like playing guitar together or making some kind of music you know what i mean it would be like yeah hey let's go on this hike and then we're gonna have our guitars and we're gonna like go play guitar after or you know we're gonna go to the beach or we're gonna get drunk tonight and everybody's gonna jam you know or whatever it was you know and and uh whatever over time, you know, we kind of like spread out and and I didn't have that friend group. And I think for me, the music was just as like, I think it was about the friend group. You know what I mean? As much as it was about the music. And I don't really Mm -hmm. have that, you know, anymore. And I, I I miss that, you know, it's interesting to like, to think about, you know, when you were just saying your friends are musicians.
1: Yeah. You never know when something's going to come back in your life. Yeah. Like, in whether it's just like a hobby or suddenly it becomes like a professional thing. And yeah, I mean the guitar, Oh, it's right there. Yeah. Kind of hidden my, my straw right there. I hadn't played it for like 10 years and it kind of bummed me out, but then yeah. Yeah. And it's like, now I'm kind playing of, it. Yeah. And it sounds like the same kind good. of
0: thing I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. yeah it's just like, I, I missed it too. And bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, Robert, do right. you, you have yeah. a good voice, Robert?
0: Yeah, I got a decent singing voice now. I, I can I can get away with some things. I'm definitely you know not uh not not the some amazing American Idol singer or something like that. But
1: well, I mean, rock and a little bit of autotune matter. can go a yeah. long way. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, of but I mean, if Kirk O'Bain
0: can 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 blow up the way he did, apparently, you you need autotune, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's like, what, um, well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to make like an original song, but uh, a parody is a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: have a bunch <laughs> of stuff that I made over the years that, you know, those are the ones that were, it's like, it, it's so far, few and far between whenever I play, it'll be like, I'll pick up the guitar for whatever reason, you know, and it'll be like, I'll have to actually remember how to play. Like, how was that song that I wrote? You know what I mean? it will be like, mm-hmm. Mm. take a take a little bit and then it comes back and then it's Isn't like, that you know, funny
1: like the muscle memory that you haven't yeah. played a song in 10 years and all of a sudden it's just like you know you struggle once or twice and then all of a sudden it's like wow here it is like i never there forgot it it. and your hands yeah. are just doing this thing and you're like how <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's yeah really there's cool. like certain ones you know you like to play you're just like man this one's just fun to sing this one's fun to play you know like i always like playing a like where did you sleep last night that's a nirvana song or mm. cover that one's really fun to play and it's like it's simple and it's just like i i like songs that have a lot of like like you can feel the emotion in them you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 and
0: that, that one I, I just like i don't know speaks to me
1: <laughs> man you you got the audio engineering background yeah, you got the gear right? you got the guitar the voice yeah that's people it. want the they want the music <laughs> it's time it's time to go fame, just go go all in right <laughs> we want the uh, smells like teen spirit uh remix there you go.
0: Yeah. Dude, there's some good like covers that like you'll hear of some people redoing older songs like that. And you're like just blown away by their different take on the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's interesting. I want to say it was like somebody like Tori Amos, I think, did Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it was, it was surprisingly really good.
1: You know who I really enjoyed uh, covering uh, Nirvana? Post Malone did a, uh did like a, a two hour set from his house uh-huh. during, uh during like the, the middle of COVID he was raising money <clears throat> for the who or something like that. Anyways, they were in his house. It was him. Uh, Was it Travis Barker? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, it was like pretty all-star crew there and they were all uh-huh. wearing women's dresses uh-huh. and they were shredding and post Malone sounded so good. Singing Nirvana and like, Didn't mess up. He was smoking cigarettes, like putting cigarettes in his little, in the frets there. And like, uh, yeah, it was so good. I've listened, I've listened to that whole thing a few times now. So yeah, I recommend that.
0: I'll have to look it up for sure. Definitely a big Nirvana fan. That was like a, a, a period of my life. I lived in Germany for a while and I used to Mm. like go on the search for bootleg recordings to find you know those songs that weren't on cds and i probably have between like 30 and maybe 30 and 50 nirvana cds that are all like just different bootlegs you know Mm. because i was always like oh there's this one song on there and sometimes you 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 know you couldn't listen to them you know you'd have to buy it and then you would go home you listen and be like oh it was like labeled wrong like oh i know this song and so you just buy all these things and like over all that time like i i like had all these songs that were like very very rare by them and uh then you know like 15 years later they made an album or a cd with like all of them on and i'm like
2: son of a bitch!
1: <laughs> <laughs> they like deluxe and all that yeah. hardware yeah well yeah. i mean i'm a i'm a i'm a product of Kazaa and LimeWire, and yeah you know so i i can't relate at all to hunting for albums in the same way yeah. so how would you know like where would you where would you look just like obscure little record stores trying to basically find- like
0: because like we would always be like traveling all over the place just to see stuff you know and so it'd yeah. be like some music store you know you just walk into some music store that's like a it would be, you know, like the mom and pop kind of music store. Right. And they'd have, you know, you just go to the Nirvana and to look for Nirvana CDs. Right. And it'd be, it'd be some freaking, you know, bootleg disc in there that looks like it's legit, but it's not, you know, and mm. you just look at the names of the songs that were on there and it'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't recognize this one, you know, what's, oh, that's cool. You know? And so you would take it, and, you know, buy it or whatever and then just go and, and uh, See see what you ended up with. It's funny, though, because it's like, I mean, most of the recordings of they weren't good or they would be like live recordings that were, you know, or something like that. And uh, but, you know, you'd find some gems sometimes, you know, it'd be like. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting when that that actual CD came out later where it was like, man, I had almost all of that music, you know, and for people that were huge fans, you know, at that
1: point. Hey, do you know who Nardwar is?
0: No, not off the uh, top of my head.
1: Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Nardwar, okay. the human serviette, which means the human napkin. He's just like he's a guy. He's uh-huh. a journalist. He's a he's a very well known uh, Canadian interviewer. Who's uh-huh. uh, he's a super obscure dude. Um, simply put, he he has this very um, recognizable format to his interviews. He always gifts um the artist he's interviewing many times over throughout an interview and he's known for doing insane research like he always makes the 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 artist freak out yeah you can find compilations of freak out videos from artists going how do you know this who are you talking to how yeah and one of the he he, he he normally uh he's known for interviewing rappers like uh-huh. so you, I don't know if you can. You gotta look this guy up. He's not who you think. What he, it's not who, how you would imagine him to look like.
0: Yeah, he
1: he's got like all plaid. He wears like a like a beret, kind of Scottish beret. Maybe yeah. he'd wear like flannel pants and stuff. He's got a really squeaky voice, and yeah, anyways, he's a really obscure, dude. He used to have a radio show, and uh, one of his early famous interviews is with Kurt Cobain backstage, and uh, I think like Courtney Loves in the back as well and it's just like he's it's just like this super iconic interview and uh since then he's interviewed like every like a-list rapper and yeah every, almost every canadian prime minister and he's oh, he's wow. a canadian icon for sure if, you, uh, if you're cool. if you're into music and you like interviews yeah definitely check out Nardwar.
0: yeah yeah i'll definitely have
1: Bernardwar. Definitely have to
0: check it out. That That's interesting. That's definitely interesting. It's th- That was the fun stuff of like, I think, you know, looking for those CDs is kind of like you get a little bit of a insight maybe, or some like interviews, obscure interviews or something insight into who those people are. Like with the way that social media is today, like it's pretty easy to like access information about who you're you're into you know what i mean yeah. Where, like back yeah. then it was like unless they were on like an mtv show or some magazine article that you could read you know there wasn't really like instagram or their facebook page to go their twitter to go see what they're like hey look they had coffee this morning you, you know what i mean exactly. yeah, so, yeah yeah yeah. It's, we almost
1: know too much now
0: yeah yeah I mean, it's, it's it's weird you it's know much
1: easier to be like a stalker in this day, and yeah. day, and day if you're obsessed with a uh with a certain artist.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things too. It's like, you know, kind of bring back to our own, you know, social media presence. I always have to remember that like when people are meeting me, like they really know me, yeah, you know, and I don't know them at all, you know, and it's, it's really, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's an interesting way to meet somebody that like, knows a lot about you, you know, like they've listened to all these podcasts or they've watched all these, you know, videos over years. And it's like, they, uh, at least like from the type of content that I'm making, they, they really know my personality and like what things that are I'm into or whatever. And, um, it's, it's weird meeting somebody that knows you that well when you don't know them at all, you know?
1: Yeah. And everybody handles it differently too. Uh, some people are, uh, and just handle it better than others. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you got your first stalker, Robert. Do you, yeah. Do you have a stalker yet?
0: I almost had one. I, I like <laughs> dipped and got like lucky out of that one. That's a good story. But probably okay. Not, probably not for, for on broadcast. Uh, it's a so, so YouTube
1: uh, it. right of passage. You got to get the car, the sticker car, sticker yeah. on car. You get the stalker. Yeah. You, get you nine got to on pence on, on ad revenue. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the stalker? You got the stalker? Uh, I remember someone following me around a mall when I was younger. Yeah. Like very obvious. Yeah. uh, I don't know. There's, it's funny, you know, like being on YouTube now for like 12 years, it's, we've grown up with our audience. So you, we have seen audiences come and go. Like there's been, you know, the, there's probably names that are familiar to you. You know, you see them in the comments. You're like, Oh, it's that guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a day where you just don't see that person anymore because they fell off. They don't care anymore. Or they grew up, right. or whatever, whatever the reason is. Yeah, And, uh, and I've just seen that so many times over, right. Cause people just grow up, but it's also cool to see the people who it's like, wow, that guy still commenting. He commented, like he used to support us back in like 2010, like the first right. videos ever. Right. Yeah. It's interesting too. Like I, I, I think that
0: you can tell when somebody recognizes you from like across the room, like the yeah. look that they give you. And they're like, they're like, Oh, you know, like they'll have this, you just know instantly you're like, yeah, that that person. And yeah. then, you know, maybe like 15 minutes later, they'll finally come up and say something, you know, like I was at Sedona recently and, and had an instance mm-hmm. like that. And it was like, I thought, I, like, the way that they looked at me whenever I was walking by, I was like, I thought they recognized me. And then it's like, oh, what do you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you can usually tell. I, I think a lot of the time now, if I, it depends what mood I'm in, but, like, if I see someone knows, I just try to break the ice for them. Because I know it's hard sometimes. Yeah. It's just for young yeah, kids, I just go, like, what's up, dude? And I just yeah. <laughs> just give them the thumbs yeah. up or whatever and just, like, break it for them. Because I know as a young kid, if you see someone that, like, you look up to, you're like, you just, like, kind of freeze up.
0: Yeah, they totally do. I, sure. I've had definitely a lot of parents come to me and be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my son. He likes watching your stuff. And it's like, the first thing that comes to my mind is because, like, my stuff originally was, like, definitely really, well, I'm still, like, pretty loose with the cuss words and let's just say more adult content. So um, I'm always like, what are, they, what are they watching me for?
1: <laughs> but We were just talking about uh, most famous people that we've met. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, we, yeah, this was just the other day. We are talking about being in, like, the fan's position and being nervous to ask for a photo. Uh, I, Steve-O was one that uh, I was pretty stoked to get a photo with. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was like I saw him in the wild and I asked him for a photo. It was like I was at a show and it, he said, like, everybody gets a photo. Every single person gets a photo. So, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then, uh, but then the one time that i probably the i was the most starstruck to the point where like i was like that must be an impersonator that's not actually him there's no way that could actually be him it was i was in las vegas at uh interbike and bam margera was there watching the new premiere and i was like so convinced it wasn't him and i uh i like I saw him and I was thinking like, oh man, should I ask him for a photo? And then I went back into the theater and then I was like, no, I got to go back out. I got to go back out. I asked him and like, nobody was in the lobby anymore. Everybody had funneled into the theater to watch the movie, but he was still out there. And I asked him for a photo and like, yeah, I was just, I was such a fanboy. I was just like, you know, I say two words. I'm like, thank you, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got my photo. <laughs> That's so funny. What about I, you? you uh... The most famous person
0: that I've met <laughs> i didn't actually meet him but uh you know who Polly shore is yeah oh yeah he was like let's just say late 90s like super popular for those of you that don't know on mtv and uh comedy and he had some movies and stuff like that i also was in vegas oh no and uh <laughs> um <laughs> my my friend and, and i were were heavily drinking and uh
1: actually <laughs> I that part for my story
0: <laughs> yeah yeah actually um Polly Shore came up to neck right next to me in the bathroom and took a leak next to me <laughs> oh yeah so it was like here's Polly Shore and he's peeing next to me can't really make conversation right now
1: <laughs> that's awesome so
0: that was my that was my closest uh closest interaction with somebody extremely famous
1: was he right next to you
0: he was right next to me, like you know, no divider wall taking a leak. <laughs> oh,
1: like one of those troughs. Not something? a trough,
0: but like you know, where they're just they're, you're like, man, this just keep your eyes straight in front of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't look at his dick. Don't look at his dick. Don't look at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I did know it was him. Um, it was like were you were you, were you already, like uh, you know like uh, he walked
0: in you know it's like somebody walks in you like turn your head and you're like oh shit that's fucking Paulie Shore and then I like walked <laughs> out and then like we were we were my friend and I well I don't know how it happened you know how Vegas is but we we were like getting extremely drunk and it was right by like where the the, the restrooms were and we were like like I don't remember if we actually had cards or we were just assigning numbers to the girls as they were walking out of the restroom, back to wherever they were going, and um, we were being uh, rather vocal about it. And we had quite a group of people that were uh-huh. very entertained by what we were doing. So like there was like this bar sitting there just watching us like hack like heckle all these women coming out. <laughs> of the the bathroom which probably you know wasn't the greatest thing to do but you know when you're like 22 and hammered you you come up with some ideas so i went back to my my spot after i got out of the bathroom and definitely saw paulie shore walk out at that point i was like i i can't be like it's just awkward you know like you can't where you at we were uh, what what, what place were i'm thinking it might have been like the mgm or something like that i think is where we were yeah, so yeah, it was uh <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's a other good place that,
1: to uh, see famous people.
0: Yeah, apparently Vegas is is the place to go. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of other famous people that I I've, I've seen. I saw Willie Nelson in uh in Palm Springs and then <laughs> like
1: uh, at the at the Price or the right aid or what? Yeah, no,
0: he was like leaving the hotel. We're, like we were at this like hotel resort kind of thing, and he was just okay. I don't know if it was there visiting or something. Like it's like, holy shit, Willie Nelson. I don't no, even know don't... why, but you can't miss that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a cloud,
1: so, uh, and we just followed him.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not like super like uh, uh I don't I don't know who I would be super starstruck to meet in person i'm trying to even think like i'm i'm probably Mm. forgetting some instances where i've had other other situations the only other thing i can remember of there was this show back when i was a kid called american gladiator oh yeah and uh i met one of the american gladiator girls at the airport once (laughs) when i was like 11 and i was just like (laughs) i remember like trying to play it super cool like i didn't know the show she was like talking to me you know before she was getting on the plane, and, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that show." She like gave me one of her like her like uh. You had like your
1: gladiator shirt on. You like. Right? Up. <laughs> did, did just she, was she traveling up. with her giant Q-tip? <laughs> right,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, she like gave me one, you know, like her headshot photos, you know, and signed it. And I, I was oh wondering. wow, yeah, kept, yeah,
1: what that's a that's a baller move to be just carrying headshots around because you know you're so famous. That's what she right? was doing. Yeah, well, she had a headshot than a, and a shirt. Maybe headshot.
0: she was gone to go try out for another show. She just had a bunch of them handy. But one way or another, yeah, yeah. I need a headshot. Wow. That's what I need.
1: Yeah,
0: Or handing out headshots.
2: Yeah.
1: Have you ever
0: started I mean, printing out headshots? Put them in my pocket.
2: Right. <laughs> have
0: you? That's have not going to go to my head here. at all. Have you ever had somebody ask you for a, 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 a autograph?
1: Oh, yeah, i've signed I've signed some autographs in my day. I've signed some yeah. phones, signed some signed some bodies. Signed yeah, some, I've signed some stuff that I didn't want to sign for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always it's always cool. It's always cool to make someone's day like that. yeah, <laughs> I had a
0: kid ask me to sign his helmet. I was just thinking like, I don't want to screw this up.
2: <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
0: laughs> like, yeah. I never really thought about what my biker signature is. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> Like, I have my personal one that I, like, sign checks with and shit. You yeah. know, like, is that the signature you use when you're signing somebody's, like, helmet? I don't know,
1: you yeah. know? Yeah, actually, at an early age, I always, I, I wanted to make sure that my my autograph was sick. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I practiced a lot. I tried different variations, and I got to something I liked. And, yeah. and now now signing random stuff. And people have commented, like, on, on my autograph thing. Like, like, someone said to me, a buddy of mine said, like, that's a that's a what he said? that's an autograph of someone who thinks he's going to make it a <laughs> little, little, little fancy one. It's got a heart and a little smile. Oh, face. You,
0: oh yeah. man, you went all in. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to see it. I, uh, I, I definitely put some time into, into my my regular signature, but there's like two parts of it. It's like one part, make it cool. One part. I have a last name. My last name is super long. Schumacher. It's like you don't want to spell that. You know, uh, at least me, I'm lazy as hell. So I'm like, how can I make this happen as quick as possible, but still look cool? Yeah, it's just a little scribble. Yeah. Oh, it's just like a straight line. It's
1: (laughs) I remember uh, early, early, but I was super young, super young. My my mother was trying to explain to me the concept of a autograph. And I was like, so you can literally make it whatever you want. So then I was (laughs) like trying to like, like, with like a gotcha moment, I'm like, so, I can literally just make it a spiral, and that could be my autograph. She's like, No, you can't make it a spiral. you can't, it's still gonna be your name. But I'm like, Yeah, but it could be whatever I want, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at like Donald Trump's, it's like literally like, Yeah, <laughs> it's like insane. Like, my autograph, though, is dialed, dialed, dialed yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. If you were, um,
0: Doing something else other than than what you're doing for a profession right now. What do you think it would be?
1: Oh uh, miniature campfires on my uh that would on my be, that channel. Just be another it. another iteration of a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't get
0: away from the video
1: stuff, huh? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I've kind of decided that like, you know, even if I decide that or whatever, somehow I'm put in a position where I can't do exactly what I'm doing now, mount biking, whatever yeah. this comedy thing. I'll always have my film skills and storytelling skills so i can always apply that somehow but uh if i was not doing film at all um i really enjoy um if jason's watching this he's gonna make fun of me because i said this before and he's laughed at me but i really enjoy woodworking i really yeah. it's not something that i do often at the moment but in high school i was really into that i really enjoyed carpentry and yeah. not so much like building houses and like, like that kind of yeah direction but i like you know building like chairs and tables and little like containers and stuff like that um i i would love to have a wood shop i think that's a a goal of mine when i'm old (laughs) i built i built a desk
0: recently cool because like um i it's it's basically like i'm not happy with whatever i can get and i want like things to be a certain
1: okay yeah
0: or something like that right so like yeah 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 and in my mind i'm like I, i have this idea of what i want and then I'm looking online for you know five six hours and finally I'm like that's it, I'm just gonna build this thing myself you know right. But it's like super like fulfilling
1: you know and it's, yeah totally. It's, 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 it's I can see super, what you're saying. Just you know I explained I always like making stuff with my hands so I definitely got into the you know it's 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 like filmmaking too. It's like. They don't just appear. You gotta put a lot of effort. Nobody appreciates the effort that you're really putting in. All that sanding, all that buffing, all that yeah. you know, cleaning, whatever it is. It's like yeah. there's a lot of work. And but then when you finally have it, you're like, I made that. It used to just be a tree or a block of yeah. wood. And now it's that. You know, it's like same thing with a film. It's like that used to just be an idea and now it's now it's a thing. Yeah, yeah so now I it's a th- thing. I think I, I enjoy just you know <laughs> putting the blood, sweat, and tears and, yeah. and creating patience and creating something out yeah. of. Yeah. Out of nothing. I think that's what it, I mean, I think that's what it is for me, you
0: know, like what, why I'm, I'm a YouTuber, you know, it, it's, it's a creative thing, you know, whether it was drawing pictures or creating like things, wooden airplanes or, you know, like yeah. making music or making videos. Like it's just a, it's definitely a creative outlet, you know? And I think that's what it really, like for me, it would always be some kind of, other creative thing you know and and yep yeah yeah for sure i think it would be fun to be like one of those travel vloggers Mm. i think that would be pretty neat
1: i mean aren't you already kind of that i mean you went to sedona i'm sure you shot some content there i mean yeah i guess i am oh my god (laughs) i mean what's the difference you (laughs) under a gun (laughs) i mean you just gotta book a ticket that's a little farther away and then you're a travel vlogger do you ever watch that, like Anthony Bourdain? Do you ever watch him? Oh yeah, big fan, big fan for Dude. sure. I, I watched him just the other day. Yeah.
0: yeah, that to me would be like, like I just I think he had it like dialed, you know? For just, sure, yeah. Go here, like t- try this food, like meet these people, drink
1: these drinks. You we know? we've been throwing his name a lot around because we're doing a project this uh, this is an exclusive. We're doing uh-huh. a the only ride park tour in the summer, and uh-huh. uh, we're gonna we're gonna tour. We're starting to BC. We're gonna tour six bike parks around BC, and that's been kind of our angle. Is like more like an Anthony Bourdain thing. Is mm-hmm. it's not just about the food, really. It's about the people and some stories. Yeah. And so we're trying to. Yeah, I remember listening to a podcast though where, um, they, I think it was Joe. It was Joe Rogan. He was saying that uh you don't be one of those guys who says, so I have this idea. It's basically like this meets Anthony Bourdain because nobody's Anthony Bourdain. You'll never be Anthony Bourdain. And then like yeah. a month later, I'm like mountain biking plus Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Being yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: he definitely, I mean, emu- like when you see something that's successful though, like it's, you know, it makes sense to emulate it, you know,
1: for sure. Like- <sighs> I mean, everything's so brilliant about the show, too. It, you know, like even just his writing style and his voiceover yeah. and stuff are great. But the camera—I think one.
0: his writing style is that like, really, you know, that's the hook. You know, and I don't think that—that's mm. the part where like that—that's hard to replicate. You know, he definitely had a way. Like he was a wordsmith. Yeah, for sure. You know,
1: definitely like, intelligent guy.
0: I really respect people that ha- that can articulate that well. Yes, I've always wanted to write a book. Okay. I thought it would be fun to do and it's like but you, when you you like you watch somebody or you listen to somebody like that it makes you feel like i shouldn't write a book you know uh,
1: nah. i mean you can do whatever you put your mind to really but yeah, i definitely hear you saying you're like you know it's like i want to make a movie but uh then i go and watch like dune and i'm like yeah. how do they make this this is crazy like i'll right. never do to make a movie that's like whatever i'll make it in my own way you know yeah like
0: What's what's the longest piece of content you guys have made?
1: Uh, the biker podcast. Yeah, that's this it. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, that would probably be our Yule log that we made. <laughs> it would yeah. be our like four hour and twenty minute um Yule log called steamy logs. Yeah. Um. Did, yeah. What
0: about something that has has more uh, <laughs> more storyline? <laughs> story
1: yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. Maybe, I don't know, probably like one of our How to Bees, which is like upwards of like eight minutes. We haven't really made like, we haven't made a short film that's longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Have you
0: considered, you know, doing like some like something longer
1: format, like
0: just to to push yourself to... See if you yeah, remember. I mean,
1: our, our big, my big goal. I think the team's big goal is to make a feature film. That's that's yeah. our our big thing. Um, we've been talking about it for years, though, and it's really yeah. just trying. It's it's. I always wanted to make it before I was thirty, but now I'm sixteen days until I turn thirty. So yeah, you better uh, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> you got any ideas, man? Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the big that's the big one for us. Uh, yeah i think early 20s i definitely doubted it i was like i'll never make one and then suddenly i had a click moment where i'm like okay i could do this you know i met the right people along the way who yeah encouraged me and enabled me to have the right mindset that i could do it yeah and uh yeah i i we have a ton of ideas it's just trying it's required a lot of patience It's you know that like i said like this whole song thing mm-hmm. it's like i wanted to make it three years ago but yeah i had to hold on to it and same thing with the movies. like it's just a time or place and i gotta be patient i gotta be patient but yeah it's the fear that it's gonna get away from you right it's like that you're gonna blow the chance or yeah it's gonna you know something's gonna prevent you but uh you just gotta have faith so
0: yeah yeah, i think you mentioned uh jordan boostmaster earlier and i'm pretty sure it was one of his videos when i was like Thinking about starting a a YouTube channel, and he had Mm. like said, the number one thing to do is just to to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, and that. And you you can prepare all you want. You can think about it. You can plan, but then there's like at a certain point, analysis becomes paralysis. Yeah, and you're just overthinking shit, and you're not actually doing it. And it's it's the same thing with this movie. It's like. At a certain point, I'm gonna have to flip the switch because we just have too many yeah. things going on, too many opportunities that come our way, like commercials and these yeah. shorter pieces. But at a certain point, we're gonna have to be like, "All right, we're doing let's, it. This let's is do
0: it." Managed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does eat it nothing, matter to you, like, what the nothing what...
1: to it but to do it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Does it matter to you what the content is, or is it's just like the idea of doing a movie?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I have, I have, I have like a loose, uh directions and content for sure. Um mm-hmm. something that our current fan base would eat up. Um because mm-hmm. we want to we want to take advantage of our audience, right? Yeah, yeah. Um so it's not in like, a you're good like way. I want to do a crime thriller, you know, or like yeah. But. Uh yeah. I don't know. I mean we're we're I'm being very open with uh yeah. exactly what the plot is, but um yeah. in one way yeah. or another it will involve bikes. Um, yeah but uh kinda I don't want to say too much. Yeah, I got stage, it. I but totally this it. is the first time I've talked about it, other than in, yeah. in private with friends. But uh, yeah, it's you know just gonna have some faith. One of these days, yeah. it'll happen. I think it'd be fun to do a documentary. I think that would be fun. Yeah, what would you do your doc on?
0: I don't know if I would do it, but I've been trying to talk other people into doing it. <laughs> okay, I, there's a, a guy. He, he was actually been on the show before, Semi Sandy. He he actually is a documentary film guy. Okay. And I was telling him that I think that it would be really interesting to do a documentary about YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Like, about, you know, I watch a lot of documentaries. So, kind of like, you you start to see the formats that really work. And what they could do, you know, you could have like the big YouTuber, you could have the couple of guys in the middle YouTubers, and you could have the person that you follow that's just starting and kind of like tell this story of how they come about and like whether it's successful or here's the one that quit because they burned out. Right, and, right. Um, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of story there, you know? And um, the thing that would be a plus side to that is if they're YouTubers, then they're all right. You, you know that they're going to be at least decent on camera, at least the ones that you can choose. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, could be trying if you're trying to, uh, to do something, but I don't know.
1: I think it would be fun. Yeah, but- that'd be a good one. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Watch, I'd watch it. All fourteen parts on Netflix. I'll yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what it's about until part four. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! They stuck us in. Yeah. Like, well, okay, fine. I'll watch the next one. Right. They only uh, give you like two, two, three seconds before they just start auto-playing the next one. Eh? Oh yeah, they're on it. I-, I wonder
0: how much time went into. Like, how long should we make this, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there was at least yeah. an hour-long meeting of like, no, there was like the five-second crew. There was like the yeah. fifteen
1: second crew. They were like, no, no, There yeah, was the guy, the guy with the conscience, the one guy with the conscience in the back, who's like, I don't think it should autoplay at all. And then he got thrown <laughs> out the window, <laughs> right? Yeah. But
0: he was like married to somebody, so they like they they're like, we'll put it in the options, you can turn off <laughs> yeah. our if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff there, man, dude. It's been like two hours, man. I really, yeah. Appreciate you uh sitting down chatting with me, I was yeah. Thanks for uh,
1: inviting me on. It's fun. Yeah, it's been, yeah. So it you do you good. ever make your
0: way up here to BC? I would love to, man. maybe maybe if you need
1: an extra in your in your uh, your movie, I come up there. <laughs> I got <laughs> uh, like sixteen days for that. that. Just come <laughs> come for fun. Come come ride the bike park. Come uh, pursue your travel vlogging career. There you go.
0: Maybe I'm that's what it. I should do. Yeah, I should just come. start my travel vlog channel right now. Yeah, Whistmas
1: is in uh, May. It's coming up. Whistmas.
0: That's when they open up, huh?
1: yeah but honestly i would uh if you did want to come i would come in uh in the like the middle of summer because that's when all the trails are open if you come on opening day there's there's still clearing snow and like half the, more than half the bike parks closed so but yeah, yeah. Come i've on. never ridden a bike park oh
0: yeah really yeah oh, we sure. have one here that a lot of people go to north star and i just um i just haven't gone and you know it's uh I know I'm going to enjoy it if I, if, and when I do it, you know, it's just, to me, there's all these rides that I want to do. And every year the list of rides that I want to do gets longer because then there was like that new one that I did last year. That's now on the list. Right.
2: Yeah. And you have
0: only so many weekends or so many times that you can get up to the mountains before it snows again. So it's like you, you get this exponential list of, of rides that you want to squeeze into that space. And, um, taking one of those days out to go to a park instead of doing one of those rides out like where like the struggle's real. And that's like part of the mountain biking that I really enjoy. And uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to, to like, be like, okay, I'm going to go do
1: that. But. Well, what a story, man. Just come to Whistler. Yeah. I've never ridden a bike park before. And the first one's Whistler.
0: That's it, man. And then yeah. I have to move and become a comedian citizen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not half bad. We got more yeah. bike parks. that you. Right.
0: Know, yeah. <laughs> So I always ask people before they before they leave, what YouTube channels do they like to watch? So if it's like basketball okay. or like you know Matt's car
1: recovery or whatever it is, uh, okay, uh, it doesn't necessarily um,
0: have to be mountain biking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a few that have been big inspirations over the years. Um, probably the there's one channel that I've watched every video on. That's Good Neighbor. Uh-huh. So those are now the dudes who. Well, actually, it's been so long that. They used to be on SNL, and now there's only one remaining. Uh-huh. One one ended up writing for SNL, and then two ended up being on the main cast. But their channel, super funny stuff. Good neighbor. I have to check it. Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, um, let's see, Julian Smith. I think that's his name. Let me look that up. Julian Smith. I think Julian Smith TV. Yeah, yeah, YouTuber. Yeah, he made short films back in the day. I don't know if you ever heard of Mulk or Hot Kool Aid. Yeah. (laughs) That was those are awesome videos. (laughs) Um shit. You know, I hey, I even like uh um what's it called primitive technology? You know this one? No, what's that one? Primitive technology is like kind of similar to what you were saying earlier, where it's just like people in a forest like building Uh something. You're saying like someone cooking food over a grill or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's in the Australian Outback and he just builds um, like, uh, like huts or, um, like, like, uh, brick fire pits. Like, yeah, it's like I like survivalism. This, yeah, I might have seen this guy. Yeah, and it's super therapeutic. You know, my my grandmother, um, she, uh, I would, she's like over ninety, and I, I would always try to entertain her throughout the day and play, put something on playlist for her, and uh-huh. uh, that channel was the only one that I could really get her glued to the seat watching. Because it's very uh, simple. It's like, yeah. you're just watching someone with basically no dialogue, just building stuff in the forest. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somehow it's super interesting. I know exactly what you're saying. Though. Right on, man. Well, yeah. I totally appreciate you sitting sitting down, chatting with me. That yeah, was super no fun. I'm going to have to make my way up there then, Put it on my list of things to do during the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Make sure you yeah. watch Post Malone's uh, Nirvana cover. And yeah. uh, you got to check Nardwar. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you know, Nardwar. You, There's another channel. You were channel. explaining we him.
0: Another that reminded me of the, uh, if you ever watch Hot Ones, have you ever oh, watched yeah. that? Yeah. He yeah, does the sure same him. thing with like, when he's interviewing people, they're always like, how did you know I dated that girl in high school? Right, you know, like, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he probably, Sean Evans probably uh, took inspiration from Nardwar, 100%. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, look him up, man, and find a, find an interview that, um, that you'd be interested in. It's good stuff. For in, sure. In, and then the compilation of like Nardwar blowing his mind's guest or <laughs> his guest's mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it.
0: Well, those of you guys that have made it this far, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button, do that maybe the thumbs up. If you didn't like it, hit the thumbs up or the thumbs down button twice. That works as well. We can't see it, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you love this podcast, you could be the person. This month, that writes me a five-star review, and I would be super stoked about that because whenever I go over to the Apple podcast and I see all the reviews written there, it really makes me feel good about myself, and um, if you want to be the guy that makes me feel good or the gal that makes me feel good this year, that would be rad. I'd really appreciate that. Otherwise, you
2: guys know there's one thing to remember. It only takes a bike to be a biker, so get out and be one.